Hi, you're listening to The Whole Podcast with Becky Alcantar. This season, we are talking about marriage. Do you remember your marriage vows? Every ceremony, depending on your faith background, probably went something like this. I take you to be my lawfully wedded spouse, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better or for worse, for richer or poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death do us part. According to God's holy ordinance, I pledge thee my faith. And this season, each episode, we're breaking down each portion of these vows with our guests. And today we are talking about from this day forward. And returning today for the second time on this whole podcast is my very own, the one and only Ruben Alcantar Jr. Welcome, husband, back to the whole podcast. Well, hi. <laughs> well, why don't we start out by asking you a question, which I think it's easy for us to just go into conversation because we've been married a long, long time um, and not really ask each other the questions that are just like second nature. Um, but tell tell our audience how it was that we met. Um, real quick, remember that time we, uh, we met this old couple uh, and I think we were just like 10 years of being married because you said we've been yeah. married a long time now. Like it's going on 27. And I think it was like 10 years and we said, yeah, we've been married 10 years. Yeah, and they super just proud, of, yeah, super proud, yeah. Right, and they just looked at us kind of like, oh, like we were just such teenage babies in, in marriage. Yeah. And I remember that. But now I think we do have something. We have 27 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we're those, legit. We're yeah, legit. <laughs> yeah, we're, you know, past the 25, right? So, but you know, our, our, our love story, how you and I met, I mean, yeah, like I, I tell people, you know, we grew up in church together. So we've known each other since uh, we went to Sunday school together. Yeah, I was seven, you know? six, yeah, seven. Mm-hmm. Seven, I was like uh, 10, nine, 10, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So, but then it, it's kind of, you're like my church sweetheart, you know, <laughs> not, you are. I mean, I'm, uh, and I think um, when I first knew that you were the one, it's um, long story short, we, my family, we we moved to to Texas for like a little while. And then um, we came back. We mm-hmm. came back that year. It was like three, four months. I think we just, we ended up in, uh, um, we were in Texas for four months and then we came back to Wisconsin. And I remember walking, this was before the New Year celebration. Yeah, yeah. it was we used New to Year's do, Eve. Yeah, we used to do a big celebration yeah, we for got New dressed Year's. up. We were yeah, looking fancy, good. Like, yeah, we tuxedos. stayed up all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, tuxedos and ties and everything. It was like a... It was an event. <laughs> yeah, it was an event. It was uh, all out. And um, I remember walking in to church and you were standing in the back stairs just before entering the the auditorium. You know, and I saw you and remember that. And, and I do. to this day, I, I remember it like if it was yesterday. And um, I remember seeing you and I was like, hello, there's Becky. I didn't say that, but in my head, I, <laughs> I was like, and you, um, yeah, you look so uh, beautiful. And something happened there in my heart. I don't know what it was, but, and then uh, fast forward like three years later, that's mm-hmm. we, um, no, it wasn't that long. <laughs> Maybe a year later. <laughs> but three like years later, we were getting married. Yes, 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 you're right. What I meant is, yeah, so fast forward like a year, year and a half. Mm. And then I remember, then I'm like, hey, want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> you did. You did ask me that. And that caught me a little off guard uh, because we were, we had grown up together 
and uh, my best friend and your best friend or best or, or siblings. And so there were often nights where we uh, had sleepovers and, you know, you were with your friend and I was with mine and uh, you're just around each other quite a bit. So I think, uh, you know, as you tell that story, I remember it exactly, which is funny because obviously something happened, something sparked in that moment. Um, I, I don't know that I... Um, that you, your family leaving was such like an emptiness until you guys came back. And I just felt this like flood of relief, like, oh good, Ruben's back. And I didn't understand why I felt that way or why I had that thought other than I feel like my heart knew um, and and maybe the Holy Spirit knew um, what he had planned for us in the years to come. Um, but for sure, when we were seven and nine or six and nine, um, we wouldn't have thought, well, this is this is the person I'm going to marry one day. You're um, just a part of my life and my environment. And um, maybe that's why you're so comforting to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I said this to you before, but uh, it's like... I, I, like I won the Super Bowl marrying you. <laughs> That's how in love, you know, I am with you. And so, yeah, I mean, I won the Super Bowl. So this is great. And it's been great just um, just doing life together, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's been awesome. So I love you. I love you too. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll stop that now. <laughs> if some of you are like, should we turn off uh, <laughs> the volume right now? But today we're talking about uh, the part of our vows um, from this day forward. And really, you don't get to uh, be married for over 25 years without really having to learn how to grasp this, uh, to understand it like cognitively, and also to live it out in life. Um, it really is a, um, for for better or worse, um, for um, our good and maybe the hardship of it in that we get to um, start each day all over again. Um, and so if you're feeling like, oh, you know, in our marriage right now, it's a bit of Groundhog's Day and the from this day forward and the repeating of yesterday, it's been a little tough. Let me reassure you that we had days like that too, where if it, we would enter it into it so hopefully. And by the end of it, it was a repeat of the day before. And so we have absolutely been stuck on um, kind of like the the wheel of of life or habits or interactions or things that we just weren't able to figure out for a time that it took some extra work and it took some creativity. Uh, it took um, some real communication to like get off that hamster wheel um, and get back to where the from this day forward, the every day is new again, started to feel uh, hopeful and exciting and comforting and safe. And so I guess my question for you is, how did you imagine that part of our vows playing out in our lives? Like, how did you think when you heard that, that you were going to fulfill that vow to me? Yeah, I, I mean, from this day forward, I'm you know, as our pastor was marrying us and um, we were, you know, it's happening. It's happening today. <laughs> it's happening. And those words, right? That um, that everyone that uh, that gets married hears them, right? And mm -hmm. and they're they're words that um, that uh, I think I didn't take, and I didn't 
I think, how do you say this? I take lightly, mm-hmm. right? Right. And it, it, it's it's a ceremony, but it's actually, you know, goes with scripture because, and it's in Genesis 2.24 when it says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, right? Mm-hmm. And they shall become one flesh. So th- that scripture became real then when that moment, that ceremony is happening, that we are, Mary, we are getting, we are beginning our life together, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, now it's like, I don't live no more with mom and dad. You don't live with your mom and dad. Now we are becoming one flesh. And so I took that as like, yeah, I am going to to do this. And by the authority, right? And I, yeah, by the authority of scripture, right? And um, is is pursuing that, and that was what it was—the pursuing of uh, of you, mm. of making, uh, of making uh, our life, yeah. our, our, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes we look at marriage as like, and we even talked about this this week how like. Sometimes we could look at marriage as a melding, right? Like we're going to like meld our lives together. But as we talked about last week and, you know, what is it that you're melding together? And do you actually want those things to be carried forward into your future? Or do you need to do some decluttering and working through like, what is it that we have? Because if we're going to meld, um, we may hit some bumps or we may incorporate some things that are going to bring us difficulty going forward if we're not really conscious about what it is we're doing in that in that union. And so um, for, for me, when I hear that, like, um, that you're going to leave your father and mother and you're going to cleave to your wife, it means to me like, okay, this is a commitment and a vow that you're making. And and I think this is where we can sometimes uh, not realize the extent of this, right? Of the, okay, it does say that you will leave your father and your mother and cleave to your wife, meaning that whatever roles and expectations and things that, you know, you were named um, and the, th- the things that you have done for your family um, in the past, there's going to be an alteration that now your allegiance, now your commitment, now the covenant and vow and pact that you've made is with this person to now start building a life together. And and what does that mean? That means that um, I do an intentional review of like, what are, what are the building blocks that I have? But also I cannot focus and build this, um, this life if I'm still... Um, trying to live up to responsibilities and roles from my family of origin. And that's a tough thing. And I think that's where a lot of couples can run into a lot of conflict because you're trying to live up to the allegiance of both things. And I'm not saying that you need to cut off your family. Do not get me wrong. Someone is looking at their spouse and going, see, I told you, like, it's all me now, baby. (laughs) But what I'm saying is that there does have to be a space. And I think for us, even like, we look at our children who are growing up and they're becoming young adults and wanting to be really supportive in, in that for them. And, and um, being cognizant of the fact that, 
you know, they're going to go and make lives with their significant other and how we need to be supportive of that, um, how we need to grieve that in our hearts. But then we need to figure out how this, this new day looks, right? How does this new dynamic look for us in a way that honors the couple and, and that commitment they've made, as well as um, still being inclusive and, and inviting, but not demanding in our children's lives so that they can have the best start at building this new life together. Yeah, because that scripture we see when it says you, you leave your, your, your parents, right? You're leaving that family and now your wife and yourself, right? Like you and I, now we become a family, just the two of us. We are a family. So right. you're you're beginning your legacy, your your legacy now. Now your your parents' legacy still continues, mm-hmm. right? But now you are beginning your own legacy. So that that's but when you become one flesh, right? It's 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 beautiful, the ceremony and all that. And then the honeymoon happens and, and all that. But when you come together, when the scripture says you shall become one flesh, just imagine now you are, you're, you're coming one. You're trying to, to put two heads into one, mm-hmm. right? You're trying to put two. It's it's kind of what like like scripture says, right? It, that God made woman out of the side of, you know. So He took a rib, right, the side, mm-hmm. but now she is. Now it's like when you meet that person, your wife, to me, it's like God is putting it back in you. Mm-hmm. You're becoming one. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, it, it, so just imagine that you're, just imagine like <laughs> you're getting surgery and that's happening to you. You're adding another. <laughs> Can you imagine uh, another, if that was required? <laughs> <laughs> but the, I guess what I'm trying to, like the pain, mm. the pain of that. Sure. You know, so you're, you're trying to become one, but you have, Baggages. You have baggage. Yeah. You've been accustomed to operating without that. Yeah. And now, right, has, like we said, like (laughs) melting like two people together. And like what what are the the sticks and stones? What are what are the hard spots, the pain spots that you're absorbing as well when you're actually um, coming together? Yeah. And I think there's that because what happened is like you come with your own hurts and you come with your own uh, disappointments mm. and she comes too with her own disappointments and hurts. And now you're adding that into your life and mm. it begins to be more painful. Yeah. Does that make sense? It begins to be more sure. intense. Yeah. It begins to be more uh, like, who this is be- right. this is hard. And marriage is, is it's work. It's, mm-hmm. it's a process. Yeah, absolutely. It's a working process. If you haven't, yeah, that's so good. If you haven't worked through some of your own things, when you bring those things together, when you combine those, whatever you haven't actually resolved in your own life yet, now you basically are saying, yep, I'll take on your burdens as well because we're becoming one flesh. This is the only relationship in which you do that, right? Right. This is the only place in which you're actually agreeing to all those things. Just like, you know, you just agree to that person's credit card debt uh, when you got married. You just agree to uh, their spending habits and you just agree to their, you know, just different things that you're incorporating together. It doesn't mean that that's forever. It doesn't mean that, oh, that you knew this is how I was. And so uh, we should always have credit card debt. No, but what you need to be aware of is that 
when I said yes to you, I said yes to who you are today as you are, as you are, with a hope that we are going to become better individually and together. But I still agree to all of it. And and out of love, you know, we say that, we'll say that, like getting married. And then when, um, when it hits the fan, right? When we're actually living day to day, lives and and we feel the weight of it and we feel the pain as you said of two lives merging together it can feel overwhelming and it's why we encourage um every couple like i know i know the high of being in love and being hopeful and all the plans that you have for each other and finding that person but that's the most important time to start talking about um the hard things the difficult things that you've experienced can Here's what you need to know about my story. These are the things that I am struggling with. I'm working on them, but they might come up. And when you are aware of those things in my life, now um, it's easier for you to have a better perspective so that those things don't hit against my things. And I think this is happening again, but instead I could see you and knowing your story, I can go, okay, hold on. Let's take, let's take a time out here. Like, are you getting triggered from this in your story, does it feel like when I say these things to you that this is happening again? Because I just want to clarify that that is not my intention. And so let's take a breath here. And so knowing those things, knowing that, okay, one, they're going to happen. First and foremost, they're going to happen. So many couples we talk to come and they're like, I must have made a mistake. And it's like, no, you are just in the process, the beautiful, wonderful process of bringing your lives together. And there's some work to do. There's some boulders to get out of the way. There's some sticks and shrubs that are uh, in your path. And it's going to be okay as long as you understand that that's what you're coming in with. Yeah. And so I guess the next thing that uh, from this day forward reminds us of, it's it's a scripture about not going to sleep or letting the sun set on your anger um, because forgiveness is like number one in a a relationship, right? Uh, In a marriage. Am I able to each day say, just like scripture says to us, um, your mercies are new each morning. Can I extend that mercy to my loved one? Yeah, and that scripture what you're talking about is in Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, where it says, be angry and do not sin, right? Mm-hmm. And do not let the sun go down on your anger. And, and it says, and give no opportunity to the devil. And that is a scripture that is you're going to hear it and you're always going to hear it and your parents probably told you that um, when you get married. Like, don't go to sleep mm-hmm. angry. <laughs> you have to forgive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to find each other. You have to give each other, I, I think, the space, right? Um, mm-hmm. um, you have to, in other words, you have to team. I don't know if it's the right word, but you have to... Um, it's like how do you reconcile, right? It's when you're becoming, when you're, where scripture says, do not be angry. Okay, let's go back to the scripture, right? <laughs> so do not go to bed angry. And how do you do that, right? And I guess go is you have to give each other space. You have to give each other the space. Uh, um, and there's another scripture where it says that you have to be thoughtfully, thoughtfully, that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to give each other that to process that hurt and and not be 
and not be pushy about it. Like, like, mm. like you're, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you, mm-hmm. there was that time where you were, you got upset or, or we were upset and, and you wanted that space. But and then mm-hmm. I felt like I was like, yeah, I, 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 I you were trespassing I, in my personal space. Yeah, there's like, uh, and because I didn't know that I, and mm-hmm. I, because I'm, when you were kind of like, hey, I need the space. But I was like, mm-hmm. no, I can't let you go to another room. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if you went to another room, like, um, like, it, like it felt like we were, um, like, it, it, like, it, like, like a separation mm. started mm. to. And I was mm. like, no, I can't. I have to see her. Mm. Right. But you were like, yeah. just give me time. Just give Ooh. me. If you talk about that, you want me to join you on air, babe? Like, I, I feel like that, like that speaks to me of some experience, right? And knowing your story of if if we separate, then we may not return to each other. That a separation uh, in space and me going to another room, uh, me being out of the space, me disengaging from the conversation that we're having speaks to some experience where there was some insecurity that was yeah. planted in you that told you that it was more noble and good for you to pursue and, and, and to remain in that space. And that's, I think, just the beginning of marriage in which we are developing trust, right? Trust in the promise that we made to each other. Um, and I know that's hard because statistics tell you that more marriages fail than not. And, you know, you just, it's almost like tug of war. You want that line to go over to the other side where we're, we have more success in marriages than than not. And so I I can see how um, if you've had an experience, maybe your parents went through divorce, you, you don't have an example of um, a couple who has endured the long test of time um, in their marriage where it would be hard to actually honor and respect someone's personal space. On the flip side, um, we also had to make agreements about what that meant because yeah. for Becky, that might have meant um, I left for a day or two days. <laughs> uh, that didn't happen. Um, but in my mind, I was, I think, prepared for it often. And uh, what was acceptable to the both of us in that space, being mindful of your story and and that in you, I have the power, right? I have the potential power to really um, cause you harm and hurt, right? When we're in a in an intimate relationship, we know a lot more about each other than other people do. And so our words are uh, paramount in that I can't, I needed to know that it was not okay for me to prey on those things, right? That sounds so like intense, um, but I couldn't like pick at your your soft spots. And I think that's where we run into trouble in marriages in that I know what's going to hurt you. I know that if I said to you, you're just like your mother or you're just like your father or you're just like your worst moment that you you confess to me about that that is who you are. That is some cursing going on. Um, between two people who have vowed to honor each other and to respect the dignity of the other and to treat each other as if we believe and know that that other person bears the image of God. And so just like Jesus says, like, you know, 
how you treat my sheep. It, it, you're doing it to me. Um, we need to treat each other in marriage, especially in times of conflict, especially because there's this intimacy and especially because it's like we are one now. Like you are literally turning words against yourself and against this beautiful thing that you have uh, the opportunity to build together, you are literally being the woman in Proverbs um, or man who is tearing down their own home, who is sabotaging um, their own blessing and and their own fruitfulness. Yeah. And, and like the scripture where it says in Hebrews 10, 24, where it says, and let us consider how we may encourage one another to love, mm. right? To love and to do good deeds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in another way, it says you have to consider thoughtfully. Like it's got to be with kindness. It's got to be because in the middle of the conflict, in the middle of the fight, in the middle of the the words going at each other, I mean, mm-hmm. someone has to continue to love. Right? Mm-hmm. Someone has to continue to love in that moment. Yeah. And and I think it was like it was often death, you. Yeah, it, it was, was often you. <laughs> well, because it was to death do us part. Right. I think that is I mean, each of these builds on the other, right? This from this day forward is this commitment that it is a covenant. It's not a contract. It's not something that we'll enter into. But if something doesn't go the way I expected, then there's this clause for us to break it. And I think that is the difference maker in our relationship in that no matter what went down, there was always this confidence um, that you were there and I was there and we were going to come back to it and we were going to figure it out even in the toughest times, even in the moments where I was like, I don't know if I can keep going or I don't want to keep doing this to you or to me. Um, in the end, we knew that there was this covenant that we made that we we took seriously. And, and so having that safety net, having that foundation um, allowed us then to come back time and time again, doing whatever it took um, to actually work it out. And I, I, I think if we're in an insecurity, if we don't actually believe that, if our stories tell us that that's not how it goes and we are always at risk of losing that, it is hard to come around and say, okay, from this day forward, because I have this doubt. I have the seed of doubt that tells me, that, that speaks to me, that whispers to me, you know, it's not. Don't trust this. Um, prepare, protect your heart, protect your mind, because when it all goes down, you're going to have to salvage something. And and when we do that, we really rob ourselves from the fullness of what marriage can be and the beauty of the, from this day forward, to be in a relationship of, of love um, that is unconditional, right, is the greatest gift. We have that from God himself. Yeah. Can we emulate that? Can we mirror that in our relationship with each other? Uh, because God is in it and because there's a commitment to it that we have made. And so, you know, I think if you're like, okay, we 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 don't we don't know how to forgive yet, then I think you need to go back to, but have you fully committed yet? Do you understand what that is? And have you made a vow that ties your hearts together and your minds together, even when your words and actions aren't living up to that, that we always can rest in 
but we're in this for life. Like uh, one of the things we kind of joke, um, I think we've said it before is um, toe tags and body bags, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like that's like, um, this, that's how far we're going. Like that, that is our story, like all the way to the end. And so now there's so much space for growth and for forgiveness, right? Because we're going to do those things and there's not like a time limit to it. Um, it's not, well, if this doesn't happen by this time, then I'm out, right? Um, I think having that confidence in each other has helped. But let me be clear. There were times that we asked that same question. Like, is this the right thing? Did we do the right thing? Um, this didn't. This isn't looking like I thought it was gonna look. We said things that were not kind to each other. We definitely said things that um, hurt each other deeply um, where we had like, you know, we were saying we had little deaths sometimes in yeah. the marriage and and it took a lot of effort and a lot of um, yeah, risk, maybe a leap of faith to say, but let's, let's keep going because this is, we can do this. God has ordained this. And we're in it together. Right. So let's talk about fight rules. Um, I think when we're in those moments of um, where it's, it's gone south, right? Um, some of the things that maybe we've incorporated um, that have helped us to fight better. Because here's the thing, you're going to have disagreements. <laughs> Um, but can you do that in a way um, that brings you resolution and doesn't create greater hurt? So what are some of the things that you would say are like number one fight rules for us? Yeah, I, I think we we did that pretty good. And um, because you have to come into that space, right? And, and, uh, and these are the things that are, well, because the conflict or the argument or the fight that you had the week before or the day before, you want to resolve it, right? You want to, uh, you want to have a solution. How can we get better at this? Are we making steps? Are we making steps to, to really forgive? Because I, I because if you come with the words if or but, I forgive mm. you, but. Mm. I forgive you if you're not really taking ownership of your of your faults or of your um, yeah. wrongdoing. Mm -hmm. But when you say, I forgive you, I am sorry, and I am taking steps right into mm -hmm. this, so I won't do this again. And I think it, there's a scripture in First Peter. It's not a, a marriage scripture, mm -hmm. but, I, um, but I'm using it here today as a marriage scripture. And, and it's First Peter 4, 8, and it says, Above all, have fervent fervent, and unfailing love for one another mm. because love covers a multitude of sins. In mm. other words, it says that it overlooks unkindness and unselfishly seeks the best for your spouse. Mm. You know? So what does that mean? Like a fervent, fervent with the V, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's not passion. It's not, right. sometimes we... I think right, we think we, of it that way, like, it, like a passionate, passionate love. Burning <laughs> fire for you, my love. <laughs> But it comes from a Greek word that describes taught. Now, it's taught with T-A-U-T. And what it means is a stretch muscle of a runner winning a race. Mm. In other words, this muscle has 
no slack is because his forgiveness is the muscle of forgiveness. How many times do I got to mm. forgive you? Mm. How many times? And scripture tells us, Jesus said, mm-hmm. you know, seven times, seven, you know, it's continually all the time. So mm-hmm. that muscle of forgiveness, yeah. it, it's, it stretches, it, it, it has, mm. and it hurts. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes forgiveness hurts, Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of like, responsibility and a commitment to learn from the mistakes or the things that we've done wrong and, and to course correct then as well. Um, And yeah, taunt. I feel that. I feel that in my Achilles. (laughs) I feel that Um, in that, um, how are we caring for that muscle (laughs) and how are we working it and, and exercising it on a daily basis? And if I'm not doing that, um, then I think the next part of that scripture becomes harder, right? Because if yeah. if we're not fervent in our love and exercising and working it and taking it all the way to as far as it can stretch, as far as it can go, um, can we get to that unfailing love? Um, can we continue to do that in word and in action? And so for sure, we've talked about, you know, how I can, I can work my words. Um, it's like, in, in the fight club, like that's my strength. <laughs> um, but then also how that can cut deep. And so I have to be mindful of that. I think in the fight club, we have to understand like what type of fighters we are. Um, and then also um, how it is that we're seeking a resolution. Because in a fight, you're seeking a resolution, right? We yeah. might lose sight of it a little bit. And I know we've talked about like how... Uh, we discovered that you're a peacekeeper and I'm a peacemaker. And so you want to keep the peace and you, um, your definition of a good marriage was where we didn't have conflict. And I come from a rowdy, passionate Puerto Rican background where we are peacemakers. Like we will, we will wrestle it to the ground to like get, get it figured out and worked out and how, uh, not knowing how you enter into conflict and how you, um, what your goal is in conflict, that made it difficult then because I saw you as being someone who avoided the truth or or avoided or or wasn't as concerned about this you know relationship as I was, um, and that wasn't true. And in fact, if I had to be really honest, I chose you because you were a peacekeeper because as much as I love my rowdy and vocal family, I really craved the peacekeeping that you provided and you invited me into. Um, But that definitely still brought us conflict and we weren't understanding what the other wanted to actually um, resolve that fight. Yeah, so the the fight rules, right, that we... We're talking about it, um, like I said earlier, right? you 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 come into that space because of a sudden, like hey, you want to reconcile, you want to forgive, and so you you come with a heart of like you have to sit down with ready with a heart of forgiveness. So it's kind of like you know we we used to do that and we sat each other and then you would said to me, you would say to me like this is what you said. Or this is how you acted, mm-hmm. and you. I told you not to spend that money, and you did anyway. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, because dude, you we bought a car <laughs> because we needed it. And you're like, yeah, but we don't have it. We don't have money. <laughs> so you know. So then all of a sudden, like you're telling me, and 
but you're you're um, you're telling me what I did wrong, and guys, you have to sit there and take it. And it is it's like the fight's not starting over again. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is what you said, mm-hmm. and you have to sit there and like, yeah, with a heart, like you have to filter that mm-hmm. and out because, um, because all of a sudden, like you're sitting there in this marriage and you want to reconcile it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like going back to scripture, like Adam and Eve, when they had their first conflict. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of a sudden they were naked <laughs> and they saw yeah. each other naked. And I think that's what, uh, um, when you try to, or you're doing the, mm. the yeah. solving problem, you're, you're forgiving each other and, and the hurt, like you're naked. Yeah. Not, not in the physical, <laughs> not in the physical. Yeah, we're not saying no, that's what's required no, to make is, up. No, this is not. <laughs> that's a different yeah. episode. <laughs> but you are spiritually, like your 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 soul is naked. Yeah. Your your spiritual. That's it. Your 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 spirit is naked in yeah. front of this person that you love, and yeah. she's telling you what you did and how you hurt her, mm-hmm. or how you hurt him, mm-hmm. or and how this is hurting. The two of you and yeah. what you're trying to build together, and you're just trying to, and, and you find yourself yeah. naked, and you, like, you only have these figs, <laughs> these the, leaves, these leaves of figs, figs to cover. You're like, what? Wait, not What's the actual figs. Here? Like yeah, that like wouldn't cover figs, anything with the it. Fig <laughs> the, the fig, fig leaves. leaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Exactly. And it doesn't quite cover. Right. It doesn't actually hide what has been exposed and uh, while that can be hard and it is when we're having conversations and saying this is what happened and this is what I see and we want to um, protect ourselves and shield ourselves Um, when it comes to marriage becoming one means like shaking off the leaves and coming together and seeing each other fully fully in in every capacity emotionally mentally spiritually and physically and still choosing to love fervently and unconditionally. And that process of coming and listening, okay, tell me, you know, I I don't need to respond right now. What I'm going to do is listen, listen to what it is that you perceived, how this impacted you without having to jump to your defense. Not that you won't get your time on on the mic, uh, but can we listen to each other a little more and start seeing ourselves through that lens knowing that this vulnerability this this opportunity for intimacy is also the opportunity for us to work through those things that are weaknesses in us or maybe um uh things that we just need to grow a little better and and seeing that as the opportunity to do that because we're still like i chose you you chose me And I chose you because I want to win, right? (laughs) That's my thing. I want to win. And I would not have chosen you if I didn't think that together, that that's where our relationship was going to take us, right? We don't choose someone because we're like, I mean, they're adequate. Or, you know, if I marry him, it's all going to go downhill. It's going to be a great ride. We choose each other because we have this confidence that if I'm with this person, my life is going to be beautiful and there's things that we're going to accomplish together. Don't back away when you're actually in the 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 pressure points of actually breaking through to that. And that's what from this day forward, gives us in that we have all of the days 
after this, to actually start building something and getting to the root of things and seeing each other plainly um, and, and clearly and actually now uh, developing uh, something that is not available to us in any other type of relationship. Um, and so, you know, I, I always go back to um, don't enter in those moments into blame. Like, I'm not looking here to blame you or point fingers. And that was the error of Adam and Eve in the garden, right? I mean, immediately Adam, like, Adam, like he like points the finger and is like, this woman you gave me did it, right? And if we're doing that in moments where we are having disagreements and we're pointing fingers at each other, we're not doing anything but but affecting and sabotaging our own relationship. Um, what the enemy would surely want us to devour and to knock down um, right. because this marriage is ordained by God and the potential for it and the, our ability um, to grow and to impact our world and our, our, our family and legacy and generations is, is great. Um, so don't be discouraged by conflict because, man, we've had conflict. Yes, but here we are, <laughs> here we are 25 plus years later. Um, and, um, you know, we say the first 10 years were like, it was a process. Some years were really hard, uh, other years. Um, but the whole, the whole time was a time of growth that really brought us to, you know, what we've been able to enjoy and establish the last 15. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like what I shared the other day about um, the the bamboo uh, plant, right? And mm -hmm. it's, it's those things that that's so true. Yeah, like marriages, like there is a lot of it. It's it's work underneath the soil. A lot of it is underneath that people don't see. Yeah, and then they're like, "How you guys do it?" And mm -hmm. you guys seem like you love each other, and we do, right? Mm -hmm. But there was a lot of work that that went under. There were prayers. There were just yeah. these uh, conversations that we had. This, yeah. These uh, uh, things that we said we weren't going to do no more to... Uh, um, it, it's like we're one. Everything that we do is about oneness, mm -hmm. right? From spending that dollar from Raising planning our kids. Mm -hmm. vacation to where we're going from what movie we're going to watch. Mm -hmm. It's all those things. Like you make that because like you said earlier, like we wanted to win. And, and guys, if you have that winning attitude, like playing sports, like you're always like, yeah, you get on that court, you, and you were a, like you were a winner. I mean, bring that, use that in marriage as a, um, as fewer, right? And yeah. I think that's what, yeah, that's what it was. What does it remember? Because we always used to say that, and we still do. Right? Like, we're like we're we're winners, right? And yeah, uh, so it's it's um, it's having a winning attitude in marriage, right? Yeah. It's like how can you we... can win the Super Bowl too? Yes. <laughs> the Super yeah. Bowl of marriage. Because it, it, if you feel like your marriage, like if the enemy has had you in halftime, mm. mm. like you're down twenty five to zero, and you're like. But remember that Super Bowl back in the day when the Falcons had the Patriots? <laughs> they Keep had going. 25 to nothing. And the Tom Brady's. And I'm not a big Tom Brady fan, but it seemed like that day something happened and they came back and won the Super Bowl. And I think there is 
a Tom Brady <laughs> in <laughs> all of us to come back in or Aaron Rodgers for Packer fans. But you know what I'm trying to say is that yeah. you, the, it seems that the enemy has had you at halftime, but you can still, yeah. you have Jesus. There's on time on the side. clock. There's Jesus on your side. He mm -hmm. is larger than life. He is, he says, I have overcome the world, yeah. right? I have overcome the enemy. Mm -hmm. And I think that in marriage, like we take that and I'm like, yeah. hey, honey, hey, babe. We can do this, right. right? We can do this. And each day you start over, over, uh, <laughs> until uh, it's not a starting over anymore. That each day is what's new and what are we accomplished? What have we learned? What did we learn yesterday that we're going to take into this day? Yes. And it's just going to get better and better. And I think, I think once we learned that, <laughs> um, we started having better days for sure. Um, I don't know if it was a matter of time and we had finally worked through all of the different interactions and situations and circumstances that come up that we had to face together. But I think the bottom line was that we faced them together. And I think our, our biggest fight role was that when we had uh, disagreements with each other, they remained between us. And that doesn't mean we didn't look um, to a wise counselor, um, but really like what was between us was intimate. I wasn't going to go take that uh, to my friends or to my parents or like this is between us to work out and wrestle out together. Um, and we say sometimes we did that a little too much and we probably needed to go to some wise pastoral counseling or marriage counseling. And that might've gotten us through um, a little quicker. But I think uh, in the end, it turned out all right that that commitment to each other, that allegiance to each other, um, that I'm, I, this is who I chose and I will stand by this person and we will figure this out um, together and not try to pull anyone in. Because again, you're going to get past, just like, you know, we talk about that with kids, like you're going to, your kids get past it, they're playing together and you still are holding a grudge or some resentment and how that can make it difficult then. Um, in, in your dynamics and relationships outside of home. You don't need anything else working against you. Um, you don't need anyone taking up offense for you. Um, my goal, and, and I wanted my parents to love you um, absolutely the way I uh, loved you um, and not to be um, see you any differently than the man that I chose um, when we started out. And I think you've done the same. And because of that, um, once we work through uh, the things that we needed to work through to start growing in our marriage, um, we had, like you said, this foundation and this fertile ground and environment for for that to flourish. Um, so, you know, I, it all goes back to commitment. Yeah. It goes back to commitment. It goes to forgiveness and being committed to uh, a life of forgiveness doesn't mean that we don't change um, because that's required as well. Um, and and communicating that and actually figuring out, well, how does that look? Are you a peacemaker, peacekeeper, and what actions are required? Um, but I think I, I, we can end with uh, this scripture. Um, and we use it often when we, we're talking about like, social justice or how we act in our communities. And it's Micah 6, 8. And it says, mankind, he has told you what is good and what it is the Lord requires of you to act justly, to love faithfully, and to walk humbly with your God. And I pause there because uh, different versions say to love to love mercy or to love faithfulness um, and to walk humbly with your God. And I think that encapsulates marriage. 
um, how yeah. you were talking. Because we are men and women are made in the image of God, right? Yeah. So we just don't act holy because we're made in the image of God, but we act because God is kind, so we're going to act kind. God is mm -hmm. love, so we're going to act kind. Mm -hmm. God is righteous, so we're going to be righteous. Right. Right. God is a forgiving God, so we're going to be a forgiving people, right? Right. And for each other in our relationship first. Mm -hmm. And it can be easy to get comfortable, right? And, you know, you see you see me plainly. Like you said, we see each other naked. You see all of me. Um, but we can't forget that, you know, we're called to to act as image bearers of God, but to treat each other as image bearers of God. I do not, it is not okay for me to treat my husband um, and uh, call him names or in my actions, treat him in a way that doesn't honor the image of God in him and and vice versa. And so I think if we start there, Micah 6, 8, um, do what he's told us. We know what is good. We know what it is to be kind and righteous and just. Um, and we know what the Lord requires of us because he gave us the example through his son, Jesus. Act justly. How can I bring justice? How can I bring fairness? How can I bring patience? How can I bring all the fruits of the Spirit into these moments where we have to be honest with each other about what's happening and how we can reconcile and how we can forgive each other because we're both making steps, taking strides toward being a, a better reflection of God himself yeah. uh, in ourselves and to each other. And then through this marriage um, to generations that come after us. Yes. And, and I think, and, and I know that for a fact that when marriage is just flourishing and, you know, where you're getting along, you're you're loving each other. I mean, everything else, everything else, work, everything else, parenting, it becomes easier. It does. Doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Because you are winning, you both of you, you're winning in, in, in this marriage and everything else. I don't know. It just becomes, it becomes a lot easier. Life becomes a lot easier. Uh -huh. um, well, it's back to, right? it's back to the bamboo. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, it takes a few years to grow that root system, but it grows much further and deeper and stronger than, than uh, you maybe can even see in those first few years of working things out, of doing the work, of, of tilling the soil, of planting the seeds. And then when the bamboo shoots up, it shoots up in, in a matter of six weeks and goes up to heights of 90 feet, right? So it's going to seem like, and suddenly everything was good. And I think that's why we do that whole 10-year thing. Um, I think a lot of you could do this in like, one to five, <laughs> but if you, you know, that's why we're sharing our story because we want that for you. Um, but I think it was that, that it felt like arduous work. It felt like, you know, when people say marriage is hard, like it can be, it is work, right? It is an investment. It is intentionality. Um, but there does come that day. And I feel like this is the hope we want to leave you with uh, today is that, and then you will see the growth and the fruit of that come up rapidly and in a way that maybe there were times that you couldn't even hope for anymore. And we are on the other side of that telling you, keep going, <laughs> join us on this side. It's really great. Um, and marriage is a gift from God himself and we wouldn't have it any other way. Yes, and you you can do it, right? It's You, you can get to that 
five years, you can get to that 10 year, you can get to that 15. And um, we are, uh, um, yeah, yeah, we're examples. We are, <laughs> yeah, make it another, make it, I don't know, 50, you know. 60. Uh, my uh, aunt and uncle just hit the 60 year mark, and that made us feel like youngins again. Um, but we are proud of the years under our belt and, and really the good that has come from our marriage um, for ourselves and our family. Yeah, this right. is great. Well, thanks, Ruben, for being back here with me. Next week, we'll have a new guest, uh, and we'll be talking about the next piece of the marriage vows. We hope that you enjoyed this uh, podcast, and if you did, uh, please share, uh, like it, uh, let someone know who maybe needs to hear a little encouragement for their marriage. Uh, we'll be doing this throughout this season, and we would love for you to join us again. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for our relationship series. Do you have a question you'd like us to address on the podcast? Email us at becky at j2wholeness.org. The letter J, the number two, wholeness.org. Please rate, review, and share this podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at j2 underscore wholeness. The whole podcast is a production of Journey to Wholeness, a program designed to equip you to face life's challenges. For more information about online resources, in-person groups, intensives, and retreats, visit our website at j2wholeness.org, the letter J, the number two, wholeness.org.